Well, good morning. If you're just now tuning in, this is uh, Deacon Bevins. He is the Bevins and Bevins, Nevins, and Associates, or Nevins, Bevins, and Associate, and I'm the Associate. I just started uh, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and this is his first weekend here, so make sure that you welcome Deacon Bevins after this Mass. Now to get the homily out, I kind of just jumped in, sorry. So we hear these words today in the gospel, repent, believe in the gospel, follow me. How do these words sound to that first audience? What about just that first word, repent? In modern times, we have some difficulty understanding the message. It's a message that used to be sufficiently clear at a time in the church when we put more emphasis on sin and the commandments. When one heard the word repent, it was easily understood to mean get rid of your sins and to turn away from evil. But in today's modern culture and in the church in general, things are a little bit different now. Instead of emphasizing sin, more emphasis is put on the Christian life lived in a commitment to a person, a commitment to Christ. It's a way of life. Perhaps even we've misheard this or miscommunicated this message as an attempt to follow Christ without repentance, without need for change, without conformity of life, without divine transformation. Therefore, repent may seem rather an inadequate message, and as a result, some may no longer understand the message or may no longer see it as appropriate for us. So what was our Lord's message, and how did it translate into our practical modern life today, uh, our Catholic way of life? Repent, believe, follow me. How do these words sound to us today? Are they received with an eagerness, like the people of Nineveh in that first reading? Are they received with a desire for change, a desire for a life transformed and renewed? Or when they fall on our ears, are they met with a, a yawn? Have we heard this so often that we hardly stop to think about what it means? Let's pause for a moment. How many people are there in our city, in the city of Grand Rapids? How many? Around 200,000, probably, is what I saw. And if we're talking about the metropolitan area, 600,000 around there. Maybe a million, some estimate. How many people from all of those are Catholic? Well, it's a fraction of that, right? And how many of those Catholics this weekend will come to church to pray, to open their hearts, to receive their Lord? Perhaps many of them will come for a thousand different reasons, like you're here today, because their parents dragged them, because their spouse dragged them, because tradition dragged them, because you want to be here. So whatever the reason, they still come, right? You still came. Why have you come today? Think about that question. Why have you come today? Because you're a part of that number. You're a part of a very small fraction in church this morning, in mass this morning. A small fraction who are here today in this particular place to listen to this particular message, this word to receive our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. So, it's important to ask ourselves, these words that we hear today, this message, 
You, this people gathered here, you are here because of whatever reason the Lord has called you and his word to you today, repent, believe in the gospel, follow me. What does that mean to you? What can it mean to you who are here now today? And what does it mean that you are even here to hear it? I suppose it means that you want him, right? You want God. Somehow, somewhere, there's a piece of you, a piece of your life, that wants God for you, for your family. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. There's a part of you that desires him. And to repent, to believe in the gospel, to follow him, that means making space for him, making time for him. Exactly what you're doing this morning. It means being transformed, being willing to clear out from your life whatever it is that's in the way of him. Whatever sin, whatever attachment, whatever it is that's been chosen or preferred over him. It means to examine the life that you live and to say, God must be a part of it. To repent, to believe in the gospel, to follow Christ. It means being willing to open up a space in our lives for him. To cut down whatever it is that keeps us from finding the time, the space for the longing for God. For the one who brings us meaning. For the one who brings us peace. For the one who brings mercy. For the one who brings forgiveness. The one who brings our true identity. This one who came to us who chose to be a part of us, the one who took on our flesh so that he could reveal himself more fully to us, have relationship with us, and beyond mere relationship, to be so close to us that he lives his very life in and through us. As St. Paul said, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives through me. So to repent, to believe in this good news, this gospel, to follow him, it means announcing to ourselves and to our own hearts and then to our world, wherever our world may be and whatever corner of it that we find ourselves to be, we announce to our world that we are willing to reorient ourselves, to reorient our lives. We are willing to change everything in order to create space for this good news of God and intimate relationship with him, to create space for this grace that comes to us. Regardless of the interruptions and the hassle creating the space may cause, regardless of whatever difficulties we may encounter in the process, we make space for our God, who in fact we all long for. Our God, who in fact longs for us more than we long for him. And see, that's the thing. When we repent, when we turn towards God, believing in him, trusting him, following him, when the reorientation of our lives flips us around and our focus is on him above all else, when we make room for him and prepare ourselves for him, we find that he has prepared us for him. He has prepared our life for him. Those of you here today who are married, the couples here in this place, you may not know it, husbands, wives, from the time that you were born, God made you ready 
to answer his call, to follow him into his calling, this particular vocation that he has gifted you with, that he has designed and created you for, to love your particular spouse, to love and raise your children, to lead your spouse, your children to him, and together to grow in holiness. And the young people here, even now as we speak, through your parents and your teachers, through this faith of which you are so much a part, God is making you ready for his calling to follow him, the journey that you have set upon already, to repent, to believe in the gospel, to follow him, to follow Christ. It means, like Andrew and Peter, James and John in the gospel this morning, to leave behind the nets that entangle us and burden us and ensnare us, to respond to our Lord's call, getting rid of those things that keep us from the readiness that God has given us. It means keeping ourselves free and open to receive what he offers, to embrace him in the particular way he calls us to follow him. And so, tomorrow, at school or at work, in your world, wherever your world may be, if there's a reluctance that keeps you from asking your friends about faith or to come to church with you, if there's a reluctance to live your life as a Christian in a very difficult environment, get rid of that obstacle. Don't be afraid. Let your life be conformed in witness to your Lord who loves you. If sharing, if sharing yourself with your spouse has become difficult over the years, there is no time that we have other than the present. Now is the time to break open that rock, to pull down that wall, and to say, we will make time for each other. In the busyness of life, with all that children demand and the jobs require, we will have time for each other. Because we didn't say forever to our employer, we didn't say forever to our kids' sports coaches, we didn't say forever to our children as much as we love them, we said forever to that one with whom I now grow old and God has prepared me for, and she for me, she for me, he for me. You know what I mean. <laughs> Pronouns are hard these days. Repent, believe in the gospel, follow me. Everyone here has come a small fraction of a great number, divinely prepared to be here to hear this word, to hear this message, to hear Christ's word. Repent, believe, follow me. Everyone here, in their interaction with one another before and after Mass, in singing the songs with a voice you're unsure of, in responding to and offering your prayers, everyone here has been opened to true repentance. The Greek word is metanoia, transformation. Everyone here can experience divine transformation through God's infusing grace, being made new. Everyone here has been made ready to receive these words from our Lord today, to receive our Lord who is here, to open our hearts to him even more, and to say, yes, I will follow you. I will leave it all behind for you. In the end, repenting, believing in the gospel, following him, it means giving in to our hunger for God, 
believing that life has meaning, that the sacraments bring grace, that the church is my family, and that I want no identity at all apart from being a companion of the Son, a child of God, his beloved daughter, his beloved son. So today, receive these words of our Lord. Repent, believe in the gospel, and follow him. Leave the nets behind. Let nothing, let no sin, let no memory, let no fear, let no obstacle keep you apart from him. May Jesus be praised now and forever.